Peace and blessings, people. This is Chaos and Order here. Um, coming at you with another podcast. As a disclaimer, we will be talking about some very controversial stuff. Um, stuff that may touch y'all the wrong way. But the main point of this podcast is for us to speak the truth and the truth only. So, enjoy. I do agree. So, I hope that you do enjoy the content that will be put before you. If you have any questions, just feel free to ask. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about coping with loss. Just basically how to go on in your daily life after losing someone that is dear to you. Well, first and foremost... There really is not a right answer of how to grieve or how to cope when you have lost a loved one. Like, this week has been pretty hard for me. Today has been more challenging than the others, as today is my mother and my grandmother's birthday. Um, And they both have passed away. And in nine days will be the anniversary of my mother's death. So, I don't know. January is just, it's touchy for me. Last year was touchy. This year is touchy. And I thought that it would just be different. I thought that it would get better. But let's be honest here. It really never gets better. You just find different ways within your daily life to cope with it. To just understand it more and more. And just try to make it through your day. And I'm not saying that it's easy to do that because it's not. It's it's very hard to do so. But at the same token, you know, you have to give yourself a chance. You have to still be able to heal those emotional wounds because it's something that never goes away. Whenever you lose somebody, it's just they're not here anymore physically. So it's like it throws me off that I can't, you know, like send my mom crazy text messages and stuff like that. Um, I actually still have her text messages saved in my phone. I never deleted I Like, I haven't even deleted her number um, out of my phone. So being able to cope is just something that's a day-by-day process. It's nothing that you're going to get used to. So I'm, And that's just my opinion. You just, you have an understanding and you, and you take it in day-by-day. Yeah, I agree. Um... I guess it's always been a difficult um, thing for me as well. Um, I know I recently lost my uncle. Um, well, sometime last year, actually. Um, and he was, uh, he was uh, honestly a, a real giving person, though. And, and it was always kind of crazy, though. It's always like, why do the good always go away like that? And even now to this day, it's like, you know, as time goes on, you know, you really realize though, like that, this person not really coming back, and it's like she said, it's hard to cope, and hard to like try to move on with it though. But you find it within you to move on. Um, I lost a good friend as well though. You know, he took his own life over over something so crazy though. It was, and the fact that I feel like as if though I could have done something though to maybe keep him here, but. What more can you do? I mean, considering the fact that like you never really truly know what goes on in that person's head for them to off basically like to 
take their whole lives and stuff. So, I mean, even now, I think about it, though, you know, I still have his number saved on my phone and the text messages saved on my old phone as well. So I don't think I ever going to delete that number. So, you know, I guess it's more like something I just have to keep a reminder, you know. Yeah, it's just we try to hold on to a lot of tangible things as well when it comes to someone, you know, that we've lost. And, I mean, I've I've told you guys in previous podcasts and stuff like that, but, like, for me, I mean, just being honest, of course, I'm still going through, you know, my healing process and stuff like that. And, of course, again, it's a day-to-day thing. You know, I I honestly do still have, you know, a, a bit of anger you know, towards my mother, and a lot of people will probably think of, you know, like, well, that's selfish, and, you know, why this or why that, but it's just, you know, I dedicated so much time to, you know, make sure that she got better, to, you know, make sure that she had the proper care that she needed. I was cussing out doctors. I, you know, didn't allow specific doctors to even, you know, care for her, if she had to go to the hospital because I just didn't feel that they handled her properly. So it's like I did so much fighting for her to be here. And, and in my opinion, I just I feel like she gave up. Um, and she had a hard fight. She had a long fight as well. But it's just I mean, and that probably is just the selfish part of me. And I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm just going to walk and live in my truth that, you know, it probably is very selfish. But at the same token, like I said, I did so much to keep her here and she I feel like she just gave up so for me that still rings in my mind and that's still you know difficult for me because I just I I never thought of that particular possibility and it's interesting because even he will tell you you know I called him one day and it was on a Saturday it's just like it's crazy because I'll just never forget it you know, I called him and it was on a Saturday and I told him, I said, you know, I don't think she's going to live that much longer. I said, I really think that she's given up. And what was it? Thursday? That yeah. Thursday. Um, when I was packing and moving, <laughs> let's keep in mind, I was moving across the country. Um, is when the hospital called me and told me that um, she had passed away. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that, I mean, you can never really be prepared for. I mean, especially here. And I know I've seen a lot of stuff that happened, you know, growing up when I was a kid. And, you know, when, especially, you know, deal with death and, you know, meet somebody, though, for the first time in a, up in your life, though. Like, you know, I met my grandfather and I met him when my uncle died. He, he came out and, um, you know, I was... I think I told her, I think I probably was about like nine years old at the time, something like that. And um, he came out. Then my first time seeing my grandfather. He was basically like my mother's father. Uh, we got close within that short amount of time. Yeah, the following year he died. So, you know, it was like I gained like that bond with him only for me to have it snatched away from within a year. Um, and I guess like by me being young, you know, I was kind of angry as well because of the fact that even though he had a hole in the store, he was still smoking through that hole in the store. And it was just odd to me for him to sit there and do that to him, but do that to himself, though. And I just feel like as if, though, you know, why would you do that? I mean, I better have time with you. So, and, you know, I, you know, 
I wouldn't, I guess it wasn't even to the point to where I was blaming myself for it. Just, I was just angry at the world or for, but the world or whoever, the, whoever high power was out there because of the fact that, okay, why would, why would he be snatched away from me, for, you know, for all the short amount of time I had with him, so... And I agree with that. And of course, anyone that knows me and you guys already know that generally these podcasts are about, you know, truth. And I'm pretty transparent. I am recording on two platforms. But, um, you know, with me, I didn't I didn't have my mother as a child. You know, my mother chose her lifestyle over being a parent. So I did not really establish a relationship with my mom until I was an adult she seen my kids for the first time ever in her life in 2016 because I wanted to protect my children I didn't want her in and out of their life how she was with mine so you know I told her you know I said hey if you want to be a grandmother if you want to be in their life you have to change your behaviors you have to get your shit together so you know she dedicated to me and she told me she said you know I am sick and you know I know one day I'm not going to be here and I want to get the chance to see my grandkids she said that is my dying wish because these were her only grandchildren I'm her oldest daughter well I'm her oldest period I'm the oldest of eight and all the time that we you know took to get established i well, I got back in contact with her in 2015 and didn't allow the kids to see her until 2016. They had her 2016, 2017, and then, of course, January of 2018 um, is when she passed away. So I don't regret that. And I know a lot of people would be like, oh, that's, you know, messed up because you only gave them a short time with her. But understand me from a parental point of view of protecting my children and not wanting their heart broken by somebody coming in them getting attached and then them leaving not necessarily physically leaving as in passing away but just leaving because they wanted to just live their own lifestyle that's what I had to go through as a kid several times so I just did not want my children to relive that same scenario that I had to live through you know when dealing with her and she understood that And she did, and we sat, and we talked, and she apologized. And that's something that's so rare for a parent to really apologize to their kids. But, you know, she actually sat, and she apologized. And she gave me some of her reasons, and some of them I knew was bullshit. But at the same token, she still took the time out to, you know, explain to me some of the things that did happen. You know, she still took the time out to apologize to me. And from then on... You know, I made it up in myself and in my heart that I was going to forgive her and we were going to move on as mother and daughter. And we were as thick as thieves. Like, we were super tight. We literally had the relationship that I wanted from her all those years. You know, we talked every day. There wasn't a day, or if it was a day that went by that we didn't talk, we text. You know, so it was some form of communication that was going on every single day. And it was just like, it's, it was just surreal when I got that phone call. It just, I, I didn't even believe it. And it didn't even hit me because I was moving so much. I was doing so much. I was trying not to focus. Like I knew it had happened, but it didn't hit me. I didn't feel it until I had to pick up her ashes. 
from the post office. That's when it really hit me. I mean, and it hits you hard too. I mean, it's almost like as if like somebody like hits you, like it's like a gut punch or something like that. And mm-hmm. you know, you can never really be prepared for like that type of news anyway, especially somebody who you feel like you were close to or or you working real hard to build their trust on for them to have them taken away from you like that. And, and you know, it's something that you can still feel even like years after that. Um, like I say, I, I know I can only imagine how people feel though like when they I lose their mother or or a parent, I mean a father or whoever. Um I'm fortunate to have my parents with me and both my grandparents with me. Um, well, my grandmother and my grandfather, all of them, like, they're still alive. But I know eventually, though, like, they won't be here. And that's something I have to really have to, like, work myself up to, you know, realize, though. But, you know, especially, like, the ones who I build the trust with, you know, build like that certain bond with, though, it's, it's going to be that time where I will have to hear that news or receive a phone call or whatever. And will I be prepared for it? I know I won't. And that's something that I just have to get used to. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can really, um, I mean, like you said, you, you really can't prepare yourself for something like that. Um, even though you know it's going to happen in your mind, you know, okay, this is going to happen. But, you know, when it does happen, it still takes you by surprise, you know, regardless. And for me, you know, I recently found out that, you know, my dad is sick. So, you know, that hit me pretty hard because, you know, I've already lost my mom and I don't have grandparents on either side. They have all passed away. So I do not have any grandfathers. I do not have any grandmothers. You know, I don't have my mom. The only person I have left is my dad. So... You know, to find out that he was sick and in the manner of which he's sick was definitely pretty detrimental to me. But that's just something that I'm still going to have to work through and just take that day by day. And I don't want anybody to think at all, and I'm going to continue to say it, that we're telling you that coping with loss is easy. It's not easy. It becomes manageable. It becomes just something that you constantly deal with the pain never really goes away you just manage how you feel that pain you manage how intense that pain can be at certain times so it's not just something you can you know say oh okay well this happened umpteen years ago so I'm just over it you never get over it like my grandmother she passed away this year it'd be 16 years she passed away 16 years ago And me and my grandmother were really tight. So it still hurts regardless. Especially, like I said, with today being her birthday and today being my mom's birthday. It's just, it's a double whammy for me each year. Yeah. And um, that was basically like a woman who's been a grandmother to me. Um, She passed um, like a few years back. And, um, you know, she always used to. You know, she treated me as if I was, like, one of her grandkids, though, because, like, my aunt, you know, she pretty much accepted me as almost like I'm part of the family. And um, I guess, like, every year, you know, the way my cousins feel, I feel that, too, because 
it was like as if the, you know, like she was, you know, more like family. You know, it's like that bond I built with her as well. It was like, you know, now that she's gone, it's like unreal because like the day that she died, her body was still there at my aunt's house and come out because basically my aunt took her in during that time though and you know during her days and stuff and you know they they hadn't even moved her body yet and I seen her laying there. It was hard for me to see her like that. Um they finally moved her and you know went to the funeral and each year now is like a holiday go by, whatever. It's always like they constantly remind that she's not there. You're so used to hearing her voice, so used to hearing her, you know, tripping out, like cussing, cussing us out, whatever. Though, but it was—I mean, it's—it was always something there. But you know, even though, you know, she was doing that, we knew for a fact though she was there. And honestly, though, I seen how she was. Though she was truly the backbone of that family. And you know, and now it's like as if though, like, like that big piece is just gone. And you know, it's. I mean, like, even, like, every year now, you feel it. And, you know, it's like a realization. And I see him in every single, I see him, like, in every single face of my cousins. I, and I look at him, I say, you know, it's hard for them to even try to cope with it, you know. Especially the ones who are really close to it, you know, like, they, they still haven't gotten over it. I mean, and I know that, and I know for a fact they're never going to get over it. But they taking, they're taking it more harder than, than most. And... It's either like they try to try to divert it over by drinking or, you know, just trying to do whatever, though. But that's only just like a, a but like a miniature remedy. And it's temporary. Yeah, it's not and it's not going it's like a quick fix, but you can't get over that. I mean, regardless of the fact you can go through, you can do all this stuff in, in the world. But once that stuff um, go away, you still it's like that memory still going to be there. So. Yeah, so it's just, you know, with each year that comes in with each holiday, you know, that passes by, it's just, you're always going to think and always going to remember, um, you know, your loved one, you're just, you're going to, and it's just not easy, um, it's just, honestly, you know, like we said, kind of just taking it day by day, and trying to remember those good times so that you can at least have some type of laughter, some type of joy out of your experience with that individual so that you can, you know, just keep yourself going, keep your train moving. Um, Again, it's just, it's not an easy process. It is difficult. And coping with loss is literally just that. It's coping with it. You're not going to get over it. It's not something that is just going to dissipate and go away to where you never have an actual feeling of it. You're going to always have a feeling of it, no matter what you do, no matter how you say it, no matter, you know, (laughs) what you think to do or what you think to go or, you know, where you think to go, because something is going to remind you of that person, no matter how you think about it something is going to actually remind you of that person and whatever time that you have or had together excuse me so I mean you just have to really you know deal with it and of course you know Webster's version or Webster's actual definition of cope or coping you know, is to deal effectively with something difficult, you know, basically having the ability to cope with love, having the ability to cope with stress, 
you know, you're dealing effectively with something that is extremely difficult and loss in any manner is extremely difficult. Even if it's a pet. I lost my fish and that hurt. And I know that may sound funny to some people, but, you know, he'll tell you, like, he has such a personality. It wasn't just a normal, like, little goldfish. You throw him a pellet and he just went on about his business. That was he a dolphin. Was, <laughs> he was he was huge he was he was a big fish and you know he was gifted to me by my brother so I definitely you know held him very near and dear and I was just so upset I was so angry um but he he lived a long time you know he and he was a, a huge fish he's buried in the backyard and it's funny because it's winter time and generally things don't grow in the winter and so where the kids buried him at I gave them some seeds for like these plants um, that my job had mailed to me and I just never utilized them. The interesting part is when I went back there today, um, it's actually starting to grow. And stuff like that normally doesn't grow in the winter. I, I just knew, I was like, okay, we're gonna have a pretty spring, but it's a lot of greenage back there and, and stuff like that where he's buried at. So that definitely gave me a nice little smile. Um, and today I also kind of did a small montage for my grandmother and my mom. Both of their favorite colors were green, which is interesting. <laughs> and, you know, of course, like I said, their birthdays are today. So I went and I got some green candles and like some little fake rose petals and stuff like that. And kind of set up a little montage for them. And there was, there's like no air or anything over in that particular area. But when I walked over there... My mom's candle would kind of, you know, waver back and forth. So, and me, to me, you know, of course, that was kind of like a sign of, okay, she she got it. She's seen it. Like, my grandmother's didn't do too much. So, I was a little bummed about it initially. I'm like, okay, one candle is kind of, you know, wavering and the other one is not. And um, I had it, I ended up posting the picture on a forum and this person commented on it and you know, she was saying that, you know, may they continue to be your guiding light and things like that. And the name that she posted under was Nana. And for me, it was interesting because I had asked for a sign to just know that she understands that, you know, I still love her and I'm trying to pay homage to her. And that's what I used to call my grandmother is Nana. But when I got the notification of the person that commented, it was a whole different name. But what shows up on the screen is Nana. So it was just something, you know, for me that made me smile and kind of, you know, shed a few tears because I was like, okay, good deal. You know, she got it. I asked for the signs and they're there. So I was just really appreciative of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, just life seems to put stuff out there for you. And even if, like, that person passed, somehow they're always going to be around. Um, Now, I was... I wasn't given the honor to meet my great-grandfather. Um, he died four days after I was born. Um, and even now to this day, um, you know, people always say, like, I remind them of, of, of him because i never seen him. i seen pictures of him, and, it's, and I looked at them as almost like looking into a mirror, and it was scary. Um, my my great-grandmother, his wife, on her last days, though, <clears throat> she um, would look at me, and she always called him by his name. It was to the point I looked so much like him, though, you know, she really didn't, couldn't talk that much anyway because she had a stroke. And, you know, she, like her words was just real, you know, jumbled. But 
even then though, like she managed to muscle up enough just to look at me and smile and just call me by her husband's name. And um, you know, they say I have a lot of his mannerisms, a lot of his quirks and stuff like that, but for a person who I never seen a day in my life though, it was I guess it's kinda I guess almost kinda well like I guess I said more of an honor in a way, because of the fact that I never met him. So they say because even then that say when I was a baby. I was sitting there laughing and pointing though, and but like they used to ask me who I was talking to, and I always say granddaddy, but nobody was standing there. But I guess I could see him, but I was a baby at the time, so you know, you know they say you know like that the, those eyes were never like, able to see a lot more. But um, <clears throat> you know, and like you say, like he's always be like in this one particular place, and I was just sitting there just laughing and pointing and stuff, so. Maybe he wanted to see me so much that he managed to see me, and I seen him. But I just couldn't remember, so. Mm. And, I mean, it's just, you know, things like that, it, it always has a way of showing what's real within this universe. And energy is one thing, and energy is something that just never dies. And when you think about it, you are energy inside of a vessel. You are energy wrapped up in flesh and bone, so it never dies. Um, and I know that they do say that children still have the innocence to where they don't, the veil is what they call it, um, has not been cast or the veil is not up with children. So that's why they are able to see different things that sometimes adults cannot see. And it's, you gotta, you know, just kind of get yourself back in tune with what you need to get back in tune with. But at the end of the day, you know, our main message is you have to live day by day. You still have to take everything day by day. It's not that you have forgotten your loved one. It's not that you've forgotten what they mean to you or anything like that. You just have to take it one day at a time whenever you are coping with loss. You just have to put yourself in that position to where you're understanding what you're dealing with. And I would encourage each and every one of you to attempt to get grounded because you don't want to lose yourself. And I think that's been the hardest thing for me is trying to maintain that particular amount of sanity to not lose myself. I have to have something to continue to keep me grounded. You know, with all the loss that I have had, it's just like, man... Like, it's just, it's difficult. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even sit there even say, like, don't think back on how they died. Think of them on how they live. Um, That's a good point. And just look at, like, I mean, if you can, like, think on, like, all the good times that you have with that person or what. And, you know, it shouldn't even be to, be to the point, though, where you're grieving. It's almost like you're celebrating their life. And... That's the way it should should be. Because, like, my... Even then, though, like, for all the stuff that I heard about my great-grandfather, though, I mean, all the stuff that, like, they talked about, I never heard not anybody that knew him, even to the elders, um, you know, that I know, like, known, who know him, they, ne- they never really had anything bad to say about him. And, you know, just to even to hear that, that's reassuring. Um, you know, even, like, some of my close friends that passed, whatever, though, like, like the one I'll tell you about, you know, I, I said before, 
he all around he was a good person he was funny he, he and when he got your back he was there for you and he was a great father um his daughter was you know she adored him you know i think the most the only thing i really can honestly say throughout that whole thing with him would be the fact that his daughter don't have a father and that's the only thing i can really see i can take you know like that's the only Oh, and that's like, like tragic thing from that, like the fact that her father's not here. But she do have memories of him that she can probably cherish for the rest of her life, whatever those. So like, that's the only thing that we can do. Those memories that we do have that we cherish of that person who's gone, we keep that with us. So, you know, that's one thing that, like, that nobody can take away from. And that is true. Your memory is something that you can always attempt to hold on to. And it's funny... Um, Because I know a few weeks ago I had found the ring that my mom had gave me. And that was actually the first piece of jewelry that I had ever gotten um, from my mom. And I still have it. It's actually in my drawer. I don't even wear it. But when I seen it, you know, I smiled. I was like, okay, this is something that, you know, she gave to me. So I'm kind of keeping it as an heirloom, especially since I only have one daughter. Um, But it was just definitely something, you know, so interesting to see. And it it was... (laughs) It's nice. It's like just it's a it's a silver ring with like um purple uh purple birthstones in it. And although my birthstone's not purple, hers isn't either. <laughs> it was just something that she had. But we're gonna go ahead and kinda just get this wrapped up. Um basically just if you are coping with the loss of a loved one, take it day by day. Like he said, remember the good times. Remember those great memories. That's something that no one can take away from you. Anything that made you laugh about that person, anything that made you smile about that person, just remember that and hold on to that and take everything just day by day. Don't try to rush your healing process when you are coping with loss. That's just something that has to take time. It's something that has to run its course. The pain is going to be there. The hurt is going to be there. But allow those memories to overshadow all of that. Allow those memories to give you good feelings about that person and good feelings and celebrate their life and not celebrate their death. That is it. All right, everyone. We appreciate you for tuning in to the podcast. And I hope you have a wonderful evening.